Oh. You snuck up on me there. You're just uh, you're you're solid snake in your way behind me. My my vision cone was at the alternate angle, and you were just like whack. Wow, wow. It's us again. Yeah, well, we're, we're talking about middle, middle Gear. It's it is it is I, George Weedman. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> it's me, Jimmy. Brother. AKA Sunder. AKA Sunder. <laughs> Matt Visual. Who are you? I, I I am Matt Visual, the guy who <laughs> played games this week, finally. Oh man. The game oh. that you played this week though is Metal Gear Solid 2, and that's that's why I'm in the mood. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you I could, could tell, right? Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I didn't know Metal Gear puts you in the mood, George. It, it puts me <laughs> in such a mood. I was in a mood while I was watching your video because you were, you were, ah, I think the sentence specifically was Raiden is such a blank character. <laughs> Later on, he doesn't even have anything in his room. And then you cut to this, like, teary ass cutscene from the game where the characters are crying about what a blank video game character he is. And it just, oh, it just put me right back in that mood because that game, it's, it's like so amazingly emotional for what a stupid video game it is. And yeah, it knows yeah. it, uh, twist the dagger so good. Yeah, real, yeah. Real quick, sorry yeah. to cut you off, oh, Matt, as oh the standard is on the show. Oh, but just real quick, welcome to the TOVG podcast oh, weekly yeah. source of news and talking about video games. Now, Matt Visual, okay, yeah, talk okay. about Metal Gear Solid. All right, I, I'll be. Let's not talk about Metal Gear for like twenty hours. I, I just want like that part with with Ryan. It's so weird because he 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 starts off acting like Snake in the first cutscene. <laughs> then he goes back to a normal voice, like you know, like it, it like. He was acting like a kid that put a, a fake mustache on to try to be like his dad. You know, like it, it was it was literally like that. And then all of a sudden he starts being regular. Then the, the relationship with Rose, like it goes from OK to terrible. And yeah. you're wondering what what like you're, you're wondering what's what did what is he trying to say with Raiden? Like the, the president and, copying a field, uh, copying his balls. Like what what is going you you're and, you're wondering and. But then Raiden actually kind of, with the child soldier part, and uh, when I was talking about with some of those 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 really implode moments with with Rose, it it's almost validated almost at the end. But ah, uh, it, it's it's such a mind cluster of so many feelings, and he put it all in one game, and I. I, I seriously think of one of the, that game as like you, you're not going to understand on the first playthrough. You have to play it through multiple times. You got to talk with it with a couple people. You know what I'm saying? You got to you got to you got to look at some essays. You got to do some research. You watch go on the critical the, close up. Oh yeah, you got to watch, dude. I all right. So I went. I usually watch uh, everyone's review after I finish mine, and I got through like. 10 minutes and I'm like oh my gosh this is so super bunny hop to just go so freaking deep on modern I'm like oh my what is modern and he just you like reading off a textbook or something and I'm, I'm like okay I can't I I can't I can't well, one um, thing I noticed yeah. when, when you were doing your reel of these characters like crying at each other and then pouring <laughs> all of their emotional baggage on each other in the middle of this weird video game simulation in the struts in the middle of the ocean like the that game it's 
surreal and disturbing in yeah. the way that it has this character named Raiden, who is an empty vessel for the player. It, he twists that concept on his head by making Raiden kind Somebody. of... But also like a fake human, like he's an actual human being trying to be a video game character. So after the first four hours of it, of like killing people and going through some horrible shit and seeing ninjas chop everyone up in front of him, he's like, oh, God. And then he gets into an argument with his wife and you just like it's so grating hearing them argue because both of them are so stubborn and, and persistent in their their misconceptions of each other that it's kind of realistic in terms of building characters yeah. that are actual people and by juxtaposing that against this nightmarish horror video game that they're in that is also like a military badass ninja simulator at the same time it's such a great mix of of conflicting emotions that make something that's like genuine like it's a lot the, the tone is a lot like a horror game in uh the more so than it is a, a stealthy military fantasy especially with the uh vibes you get in the very beginning of of the strut and it's hard to notice because it takes place in broad daylight and open ear uh, open air there's not a lot of like shadows and darkness conflicting that ooh ooh there's not a lot of uh shadow and, and darkness hiding scary monsters right but there are really long hallways full of just blood and camera angles that obscure what you want to be looking at and recurring elements in the story that are digging at these characters deep personal insecurities kind of sort of like silent hill i i just want to know the emotional state kojima was in when he was making that game i just want to i want to know like what was going through his mind what happened like to put certain elements in there i because i i i feel like i can it's it's just weird the way how just open it kind of is it's like when you watch someone's video you can you could kind of see like when their heart is not in it and then you could kind of see when the subject is really close to the chest as well or mm -hmm. like you just kind of see it and i feel like i feel some of that i don't know i i, I mean obviously he's more he's a team but it's just that that I don't know. I sometimes I felt very uncomfortable with that game, but I was I kind of liked that I was uncomfortable. It, it makes you what, feel something, and just doesn't doesn't really doesn't really happen. What, these what days. you noticed, and and I feel like very clearly explained, is that it is a sequel he really wanted to do and pour his heart into about how he didn't want to make sequels afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By just, like, completely fucking the tropes for, like, a tw 12 hours long straight and then <sighs> having this message at the end about setting up the existing memes of society for the next generation. He wanted to pass on Metal Gear Solid to other members in his team, but Konami was like, no, over no. and over again. And this yeah. game, like, is about that. Like, the message is there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, dude. Wow. He the I as I said balls and I sorry we're cutting out Jimmy I don't want to cut out Jimmy so what what have you been playing Jimmy what have you been playing <laughs> sorry it's I know it's a uh, it's becoming another trope of the show that when you guys start talking about a game I go silent because you guys play such drastically different games than me that I have nothing to say on it, it's uh, weird because it was kind of the other way around 
sometimes as well and i'm like yeah, just yeah. sitting here yeah we yeah. all have really different tastes so when they overlap it's usually just two of us and not the third person but that's fine i, I get to hear about metal gear solid which is probably realistically something i'm never gonna play um, oh well, it's because you're not into it or you just don't have time uh both but both um I have priorities over that, which include okay. Diablo three. I, I I know sometimes <laughs> you can be all right because I'm mostly on the fence because my friend likes to get hyped about a lot of things. Yeah, but I saw you tweeting about Final Fantasy. Yeah, I so, watched that event and holy crap! Yeah, all right. Let me let you go ahead. You go ahead. I mean, it kind of falls into news, but it doesn't. I don't see it on the topics, George. I, I so. know, and it's just because, like, oh, we got a release date and a demo, and I was figuring that one of us would end up... Did you watch the up... fucking thing? No, I there didn't. So I just read the There were so many more things that are release date and a demo. Like, yeah, what? George. Tell us. Tell us. Inform the, the public. Okay, um, so kind of half new. I guess what I've been playing, Diablo 3, Duck Game with my friends... And uh, Pokemon Tournament, which I went to another nice. Wednesday Night Fights last night. And I placed 13th instead of 17th, so I'm moving up in ranks. Wow. Okay. Um, and also, I learned that Only the character I play, more to go. Uh, the like number one of that character, definitely in California, possibly in North America, <laughs> goes to those tournaments. And he won last night, so I picked up a whole bunch of tips from him on playing Chandelure. So that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Square Enix did a presentation yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this on the 31st. They did it yesterday, the 30th. You're all listening to this on April Fool's Day, so haha, have a fun joke or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what people do on April Fool's Day. Um, and so they had this presentation called Final Fantasy 15 Uncovered, and it was like the the kind of funny guys, like Greg Miller and, and those guys hosted it. Yeah. And it was like this big presentation about like revealing stuff about Final Fantasy 15. Uh, to which they revealed there's going to be a tie-in anime that they released the first episode of, okay. a CG movie along the lines of, like, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Say what you will, okay. but I fucking love that movie. Yeah, so did um, I. I liked it when I was a child. I still like it. <laughs> and you're still a child. Um, it's partially true. Damn! Um, so they... Let's see. What else is there? They announced, like, a lot of the cast for the movies and stuff. Like, the voice cast includes, like, Aaron Paul and yeah. Sean Bean. Sean uh, Bean? Mr. White! Yeah. That's cool. So, <laughs> when Aaron Paul came out, I was like, oh, shit, he just actually talks like that. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, I think he was joking when he went to go sit down he kind of did the voice of it yeah he he overdid it a little bit but yeah. like even naturally he still kind of sounds like that anyway um what I, else they i i the event was actually pretty solid probably one of the best i've never been excited for events i'm usually just like whatever mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah I'm with you. except for like when they announced like Final Fantasy 7 and Kingdom Hearts that was like sony just like exploded my brain but right this one was just well done. I did not like the hosts. I I don't I'm not I'm not I, a fan I, of Greg Miller and whatever. Well, okay. But they did recover a bit. I felt like in the beginning it was a little awkward. See, I missed like the first twenty minutes or so, mm. and a lot of people were complaining about that. I thought they did good for the rest of it, but yeah, they they I got mean, warmed like, up. Here's the thing: bit. is like I prefer them to, and no offense to these people, because I, I hear that that Jack is a really good guy, but like Jack Septicai and that girl that hosted uh, South by Southwest Game Awards, like they sounded really uh, unnatural on stage. Like yeah. everything was like ob- like obviously it's all scripted, but like 
everything sounded scripted. The kind of funny guys improved a little bit and like made it funny and they like took jabs at like GameStop for releasing the yeah. release date early and stuff. So like they they made it more natural than like other presentations I've seen. So I like them for that. Um but like they also they also released this or yeah, released this demo for Final Fantasy 15 which is not even really a demo. It's like its own small game. Yeah. Kind of like with um <laughs> Bravely Default on a smaller scale, of course. Yeah, it's like so it's like you play as the main character of 15, uh, Noctis, and but it's like him as a kid and he has all his abilities, but they're like like kind of made silly. So like his fireball spell is like like fireworks and yeah. like he has a, a squeaky hammer that he hits things with. And it's like takes place in like a dream and you can turn into animals and there's like a carbuncle that's your friend and it's really cute. And I yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've never been into Final Fantasy. You know me. Like the only one I ever played was Tactics Advance, and I, I don't never really got into any of the main series. I tried a couple times, but I just could not keep me. So after that presentation, yeah, I want to watch the anime, watch the movie, and I want to play Fifteen. Have right. any of okay. us played the demo? I don't have a thing to play it on because it's not on PC. I downloaded it. Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. played it yet because I was finishing the review and of course hyperlight drifter but i want oh, I, w- I wanted to know what you thought of it as a person who doesn't really play the final fantasy games for me i'm not hardcore final fantasy fan but i did grow up with the games right um, and you know i you know i played even i i played up until 10 2 uh and i think i just stopped after after i played of course 13 and i saw the black guy roll up with a big afro i was like nah i'm good <laughs> um, I, I I was done after that. Um, it was it was I don't know it was kind of bad, but I I feel like this one obviously this is made by a a different it's it's going in a different direction which I mm-hmm. wanted in a Final Fantasy game. I didn't want the regular stuff that they were doing in the past couple yeah. um, Final Fantasy. It was just getting old and tired and just. Man. These these characters look like a lot more fun. The concept of them going on a road trip adventure rather than a like kind of grim dark um yeah. Did you see the anime adventure seems like a lot more fun. I have I, I I have not watched trailers since the very very beginning and that's like actually usually my policy. So I am looking forward to playing the demo though. I cuz I I don't <coughs> know. I've never really felt like a demo has ruined a game for me and also how but it's often not even does part a good of the game. demo come? Really? Yeah, it's it's the demo is a completely different thing from the game. Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with 15, <laughs> aside from that you play the main character. Does it like, have like the same gameplay systems or something? It's it's the same gameplay okay. put into a a the skin of like a younger body of the main character. So and you play him as like a younger self. Oh. And you get to try you get to try the his combat system when he's grown up as well. I think there's yeah. like a certain section at the oh, end. Oh my god! I thought you were talking about a like ancillary spinoff game they were putting. Oh, okay. No, the, wow. The Final Fantasy 15. It's called the Platinum Demo. Is you pl- like you get the combat rules of Noctis, but it's reskinned and like changed to be a completely different game. And when you finish it, you get some like if you finish the demo, you get some extra stuff that you can transfer over to the main game later. But yeah, it's a demo where you don't play anything from the main game. I like that. I like that too. Not a I lot think of games really have demos good. like that, and that means they can specifically build it to be a demo rather than having an awkward slice out of the main game. Right. I, 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 it, it like the whole oh, show and the forever. demo as well just brings back so much like nostalgia of like old school. Like 
here's a demo disc with like Final Fantasy VII on it. Like, uh-huh. I, like what happened to demos? You know, like actual yeah. good demos. I really uh, like that. I, I was just about to say, I think the last time I remember a demo level specifically built as a demo level was Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast <laughs> in 2002. <laughs> oh, I honestly, good. I don't, I know I've played a few. I don't remember any of them. Like if there was like specific levels created just for a demo. Yeah, it's very, very uncommon. And it's also a good sign. It's like, yeah, they really want to sell you on this product. And like. Uh, one of the big things that I noticed about this is like, even when they announced like the obligatory Final Fantasy 15 collector's edition and stuff, like, you know how most things these days will be like, oh, you get your gold sword in game and stuff. They, they did not even tell you what the DLC bonuses are in there. They're like, and include some DLC stuff for the game, but like, didn't even say what it was. They just pushed the actual like good rewards that you get for the collector's edition. They were like, yeah, you get like, physical disc of the movie that's, and physical disc solid. of the soundtrack <laughs> like steel case and god the the super collector's edition which is gone already only 30,000 of them made and they fucking sold out in like 10 minutes but yeah actually like it's i think it was 270 bucks but it was like yeah it was stacked like that was like a big collector's edition like something that actually had worthwhile stuff in it nice but, some good plastic george <laughs> I I um, I, I want to say though like I I've been looking forward to this for years because mm-hmm. um some of the same team is the, some of the same team who worked on Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts I I really I really like Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. so to see a Final Fantasy version of like kind of Kingdom Hearts was it was it was right up my alley especially with the action combat system so something happened to make them delay that game and make it what it is now. And if you haven't seen the trailers, anyone who's watching, and I know George hasn't seen it, it's almost to the degree like it looks too good. Mm, it it almost looks mean, yeah. like it's a huge world. <laughs> like like we need to be suspicious about something, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it looks too perfect. It looks too beyond what you see nowadays for a triple A. Like an actual actual like big budget game that mm. the world looks incredible and you 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 get a batmobile that can fly <laughs> yeah i what the so hell? this comes from me not being a very big final fantasy fan they so they laid out the presentation as 14 big announcements and obviously you're like okay there's gonna be a 15th one because it's final fantasy 15 we're not stupid and they get to the 15th one and and the 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 whatever guy from Square Enix comes out and he speaks in his broken English and it was very cute and he yeah. said something like one more announcement and we were like oh and then they just like showed the whole trailer again and everyone was like okay and then they showed the car driving on the road again and then it sprouts wings and flies away and everyone in the discord that I was in was like oh airships and I'm like that's not the announcement is it is that the announcement that's the big 15th announcement airships <laughs> But, like, I guess it's, like, super important to a lot of people. But to me, it's just, like, all right, the car can fly. Like, that's – it's cool, but that seems like a number six or something. Like, a well, number six or seven. Well, a car that can fly is different from the usual Final Fantasy anime airship concept. No, I, I understand that. It's, like, that makes it a full 3D world airship, which is, like, something that they haven't done before. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't see it, that, that as being, like, the it, ultimate announcement it, at the it, end. It, 
it transformed from from the it's ground. Cool. Don't get me wrong. Oh it's fucking God. cool. It looks so freaking like I I I have never it's been a while since I have legitimately been excited to play something. I don't it's one of those games where you you look at it you're like I just can't wait to see this needs to come out so I can just touch it a bit, you know, just just figure yeah. out if it's a good game. I want to I want to know already. I don't I want someone to rip off the band-aid and say, okay, no, it wasn't as good. Because you, you see some of the other stuff. Like, it's not just, you know, hitting enemies like some type of NMO, MMO. There's yeah. There was showing some gameplay of you actually having some stealth areas. And it just it's, looks so it looks so weird in a Final Fantasy game. It I, I, I Honestly, uh, that's the part where I went from, like, mildly curious to actually interested. Y- yes. The yes. thing that turns me off on the old Final Fantasies, and I know people will say like, oh, play 12, play 10, play 9, but I don't like turn-based combat, and I've never liked the other combats that I've seen in Final Fantasies. Everyone says Kingdom Hearts combat is great, but the story is like, you know, hit and miss depending on who you are. This looks like Kingdom Hearts combat with a story that's not as hit and miss, and I'm like, all right. It, it like, is Kingdom Hearts, though. It's it, When you see that trailer, you see like some actual like real issues and... Uh, the the it's it's a more human experience, and that's what Kingdom Hearts is. It's mm. just very fantasized, um, and you know people are like, oh, it's Disney characters, <laughs> but like this is just Kingdom Hearts in the the Final Fantasy world. It's gonna right. be gushy. It's gonna be the regular like you know um, what you call it um, anime ish you know situations. But, but- they also yeah. have a jokey good time playing pinball at the diner. Yeah, <laughs> See, dude. I, I uh, like that, though. I like it's that. Really, yeah. Like, it's kind of weird, but I like that there's, like, normal things that people do in this world. And it's not like, here you are. It's the apocalypse. Save they, the world. They right. just don't look like a mopey, as mopey a crew as the usual. Yeah. And not only that, like, even then, like, when they were first shown, people were like, wow, it's like a bunch of, like bunch of like fucking teen emos mm-hmm. and it's gonna yeah. be stupid and now that it looks was before a lot... they showed the road trip antics right and even then people made fun of that but i think that's more fun it's different it's not what we're used to which I, is yeah cool. i need that I energy good choice in my of music Fantasies. as well yeah yeah the music yeah, is great it, it, it looks very oh. american americanized type thing i i music's I, also one... the the guaranteed bet in any of them they're Always, no one complains about the music, no matter how yeah. bad the Final Fantasy gets. Um, yeah. I, the, one of the reasons why I'm so excited is is because when I saw the open world, I that's what I wanted Final Fantasy VII to be when they remake mm-hmm. it, is have little sections of the world where you can just drive around, play games, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, go see the Golden Saucer, whatever. While you wait for the next episode of Seven, being a linear experience, yeah. where you just go from you finish a story and then that's it. You know, depending on the price point and how they put out these episodes for Final Fantasy Seven, I would love to have like an open world like that. To that would be the greatest kind of, um, I don't know, like uh, remake. I would say like being able to walk around the train where you get off the train in the in the beginning scene of Final Fantasy Seven, like being able to walk around that. With, with the graphics of today would be mm. great. Like, that's so much nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if they land this, they have to land Final Fantasy VII. But yeah, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I really yeah, like it. I, I enjoyed it. Probably the, one cool. of the best events to happen in years for me. Yeah, as far as like, like sort of marketing kind of hype events, I, yeah. I agree. I 
they seemed very genuine in what they were talking about. Right. And even the stuff where they were like uh, the the like the pinball arcade thing, you know, it has like a mobile companion app that you could just play it on the go. And I a lot of people in the Discord chat I was in were like scoffing about that. And I'm like, everybody has been fucking saying forever, just release Blitzball on its own or whatever. Like people always say that about the Final Fantasy mini games. Now they're just doing it up front. The next mini game is just going to have its own game on the side. That's just that game. Like, to be clear, have you guys seriously tried to play Blitzball? I remember when I said I haven't played through a Final Fantasy main game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a Final Fantasy X game. Um, And it is. It's not great. I I don't. I don't. I don't like those. That's completely. You're the first person I've ever heard to say they don't like it. Everyone else is like, I just want the chocobo racing. That's it. it. Doesn't, it doesn't matter about Blitzball. The point is I'm talking about Final Fantasy minigames in general, which everybody's always like, we want those as their as standalones so we can play them outside the game. Blitzball and they're just sucks. doing that. Triple Triad rocks. They mentioned that too. That's also a minigame. Good. <laughs> Better than Blitzball. Okay. <laughs> I don't even fucking care about Blitzball. Jeez. God. Oh, no, that makes two of us. Fine. I agree with you. Amazing. No, you care about it because you want to make it seem bad. I don't give a shit about Blitzball. All as, right, as you so, should. Um, <laughs> I've been playing Hyperlight Drifter. I think it's a really good game. Has your it's controller like Transistor worked at all? With with pixel art from from um um Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. If anyone played that, oh god, nice little the game. pixel the pixel art in Hyperlight Drifter is fucking. Gorgeous! Oh my god! And and they do they do a little a little pixel art cutscene in the beginning, and it's so good. Oh uh, my god! I want to play that game, but it, I don't have time. But I want to, dude. I guarantee you will like it. Whenever you have time later on, I feel that you will like that game because it's it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Well, it's it's <laughs> um it's uh. It, the type of hard that I like, though, like uh, the one where you kind of understand why you died and you will die and die. And the, the game knows. So it saves you in the past room. So mm-hmm. you can just keep going into the room and trying to get good. Basically, nice. um, you can go anywhere like in the beginning. Like it's kind of like uh, like Zelda where you could just mm-hmm. kind of just explore anywhere and go to like the hardest area if you want without getting your upgrades or you could go to some of the easy areas. I went to a harder area and got a couple pieces of whatever you need in the game. And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, I'm in the wrong, <laughs> I'm in the wrong area. <laughs> That's why it's so hard as nails. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's a great game. I know George hasn't played it yet. So I'm just like, <laughs> but you have been playing sword and sorcery and I, I mean, not sword and sorcery, salt and sanctuary. <laughs> and I really want to, dive into that but i i i have to finish it after i have to finish hyperlight drifter first when when you get a chance you'll probably enjoy it I, it sounds like sort of the same shtick like you have a open uh ended metroidvania type area and you feel out the place you're supposed to be by way of checking how hard it is or not and um oh i i love it i freaking love that game i played a whole night of it with a friend of mine in co-op and it mm-hmm. actually works really well as a co-op game, too, with the two of you like baiting enemies towards one side of the screen so that the other person can charge up a power attack while they're distracted. And uh, there, there's actual 
strategizing you can do with your friend and, and bosses. And then you switch to a kind of cathartic hack and slash routine where the two of you are just completely no questions asked overpowered for regular mobs. And then you wake up and have to pay attention for bosses. And then you mm. go back to talking about whatever happened during your day. And then you pay attention to the video games again. It flows really nicely in co-op. That's cool. And I I also just really enjoy how much there is to go back to it. There's a lot of systems that you can't really fully explore within one playthrough. A lot of uh, <laughs> religious obligations, long-term um, developments and specifications in your character that you don't see until hours upon hours into the game that mm. also have room for... Uh, conflicting subcategories of events that the player can prod i was very disappointed that the religion that player one picked i was player two for the uh, run the religion that player one picks cannot be influenced by player two the concept of salt and sanctuary is like dark souls but you can apply you can customize every bonfire in the game to suit your character's own creeds which affect what uh, items you get every time you rest at a bonfire those items mm -hmm. include healing items buffing items and uh the occasional throwable or or weapon uh temporary weapon upgrade and there's a system in the game where if you change your religion and then change a uh, bonfire's religion, sometimes, depending on how you work it, you can either min-max, micromanage the, the upgrades you get from every bonfire to become the ultimate whatever character for whatever challenge faces you next, or accidentally start a religious war between the sanctuaries. <laughs> <laughs> And I was looking forward into going more into that system in the co-op, but you cannot. They don't let the player two uh, affect that system. And I mean, yeah. I don't know, maybe after like three playthroughs, I'll be able to have the guts to piss off half of my bonfires on the map. But mm. until then, I guess I'll just have to experiment with that myself. But I really love that system. I like that it's in there and that you learn it by feeling around in the dark rather than, than reading tutorial messages. Right. You, uh, you learn cool. by doing. You experiment. As games should be. Mm -hmm. IMO. So, um, so, so it's a thumbs up. It's yeah. Thumbs up, oh, no. I really, really like Salt and Sanctuary. I already put out a positive review a week ago, and my opinion hasn't changed, even though a lot more criticism is popping up after the zero punctuation review, which he still ended on a positive note with. He, he, you know, did, did the regular suite of zero punctuation complaints and then wrapped up by saying, I was quite quite pleasantly enjoying myself with this game despite all its issues so so i feel like it's still past the test I, I, yeah I, if people I, don't listen to the last last sentence they only hear you complain they're like perfect that's uh, i can back up my own complaints with that that is statistically yeah. true because yeah. any of us can go to our youtube channel anal analytics and note that the average view time for any given video is about half the video yep which so means that around, half the people like, leave early yeah you, oh. you get a significant drop-off around 66% into most videos. Well, um, next time I'll just render only half of the video then. Yeah, there you go. You're just yeah. uh, maximizing I, I just spent an extra, coverage. you know, 40 hours. Yeah. Although people will still <laughs> walk out 60% into that one, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. I, I so noticed that with my Sonic video. My 40-minute Sonic video has like a 20-minute average retention, whereas my 10-minute video has a, has an average 6-minute retention. So the, the trick is to render a 40... Or a, no, in your case, George, a 120-minute video with the last 40 minutes being black. Bla yes! Just black, yeah. no sound. 
Because that'll yes. keep them waiting. They're like, oh, wait, I probably should have gone by now. Oh, wait, the video just ended. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll keep thinking something's up. The end will sneak up on them. And that way I can hit that 10-minute mark for the sweet-ass post-rolls. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hey now. Talking about that YouTube cash fractions of cents at a time. For viewers who don't know, we get extra monetization options at the 10-minute mark. Yeah, you get to put ads that play after the video. Wait, wait. For anybody who watches to the end of the video, which is nobody. I really don't understand why they... Oh, Aren't you? Uh, what? Oh, 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 I thought oh, you were oh. leading into the break, and I was going like, no, no, one second. Yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead, George. <laughs> I know, I was just going to say, I don't understand why they don't enable uh, post-roll ads for all videos of all lengths, because it seems like it would be an advantageous situation for the shorter videos rather than the longer ones. Yeah, it really does. Especially super short videos that don't have like end cards or anything, like one-off sketches. Mm -hmm. Like, sandwich a two-minute video with ads seems like the way to go, but whatever. What are you going to say, Matt? Um, all right. I want three things, but I'll be quick. Um, Halo 5, I played through it with a friend uh, recently, j just, you know, because I had to do it over online and my friend couldn't okay. come over, whatever. But we right. got a chance to play you know, it. That's the and future. Th wow, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know they did. So all right, I want, I want to tell you something real quick. In the game, all right, so it's, yep. it's 60 FPS, right? But yes. during the story... Um, yes. And I think in some maps of the multiplayer, but during the story when I was playing it, if the whatever is rendered like a little bit like away from your character is in mm -hmm. 30 FPS. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then it comes to 60 when it gets close to you. <laughs> it is the most like animatronic claymation looking garbage I have ever seen. And I just want to say I just... I just need someone to hear me out there and saying, what the hell? Okay. But all right. Anyways, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Man, that is a piece of garbage. Um, I'd rather watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a second time. You mean the new, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, well the, the, with, with Megan Fox in it, that one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather watch that again. Um, then watch okay. uh, Batman vs Superman. It didn't even have enough eye candy in it. Damn, they messed up that movie. Batman and Alfred were were super sexy and and they were great. But everybody else is um, it, the movie is horrible. Um, anyways, uh, next is uh, sorry if, for people who like it. I'm, I'm I, I apologize. I, if you enjoy I it, don't. that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Me, you, you I'm just it. It angry. Good. This, oh. Just look no, at me as an angry nerd. That's it. That's it. Don't 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 pay attention to me. Gonna take you back to the past. <laughs> oh my gosh, that song. Um, and lastly, I went to see. And I know every time I talk about VR, I always have to make sure I don't just you go too disclaimer. off the wire. Yeah. yeah, because like I'm like, okay, do I say this? Because I don't know if you guys are going to really understand me and you guys are not going to really add to the conversation if I'm like speaking in gibberish. But I tried the Gear VR, right? And mm -hmm. I, I feel like this is what you guys kind of think what v VR is like in the beginning, like before you actually try like the, the new stuff, I guess. Um, um, I mean, like people. And so I went to Best Buy and they had Oculus's uh, Samsung Gear VR. Right, the the hundred dollar one for people who don't know the one that you can slide your phone in. Well, your Samsung phone in. I went there to try it because I was very curious about it, and it it is garbage. Have mm -hmm. you guys tried that? 
No. Mm-mm. Okay, so it's basically, it, I just want to say, guys, if your interpretation of what VR is, if your understanding of what VR is, is Gear VR, it is, that is not, that is not the Oculus Rift. I'm just going to point that out. Uh, basically, what it, it feels like, so first of all, you can see the pixels, but what it feels like is you, you're you in a circle, a, a room that's a circle with a screen being projected onto the wall by a projector. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty bad. Like it's almost, it, that's, that is what I call a gimmick. So huh. I just, one... I, 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 one thing, my wife put it on and she immediately took it off just to give you some baseline there. She was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, that's it. She's like, I can see the pixels. It's just, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, go George. I I have only used one cell phone VR headset and it was the AR headset at GDC a couple of years ago that no one has heard anything from ever again. Kind of like a small, obscure off brand one called the Sulon AR Cortex. Mm. And that one was actually kind of cool. It might be at a, uh, I I like to imagine at least it was at either a higher point of quality or the demo they had set up for it was was more fun to experiment with because that was an AR headset where you're playing a kind of zombie shooter type game on top of a camera feed of real life. So Mm -hmm. you uh, Mm. had a solid idea of where you were, where your hands were, where the uh, um, the, uh, also the game elements converging onto reality was was really fun to play with. But I've never tried any of the other cheaper alternatives, but I also did want to ask if you are going through with uh, what you were talking about earlier and and what? maybe getting the Gen One VR headset oh, of, of no, the no. Oculus. Don't don't misunderstand me. I I'm I pre-ordered already. Mine is coming up this month. I will be giving you guys my impressions. I'm 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 gonna okay. be your guy for VR, so you can be like, yeah, eh, I'm gonna have to come to your a piece house. Of plastic. Well, I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm just bummed about the prices. All yeah, I mean it. It's, it's this. It's just gonna be how it is. I, I am. I knew. I just knew that VR would. I mean, it's selling out. Like even the PlayStation VR is selling out. I really hope that it, it, it. I, I, I would. I'm gonna think. I'm oh, of course, like I said before. It's going to be a thing and it's going to go down in price like every everyone says that now uh, because we see that we see that the need is not the need is there, but everyone wants one. So because it's making a lot of money, even on pre-orders, and if it the everyone likes it, then you start getting more and cheaper rendition because Oculus Rift has been talking about making cheaper versions of it. Uh, later on as you know time goes on as technology so, grows, as Samsung doesn't overcharge for the little OLED displays they they got the market on that but yeah you did pre-order yeah yeah i was one of the first ones to pre-order how does the schedule work because uh there's already a chillload of reviews out for it march all right so the the, the big people with with lot (laughs) the big people i'm i'm salty the big people got theirs you know like the the youtubers um and the the big websites got theirs early Mm. And then there are also people who ordered em- like seconds um, um, when it was when the page got up for um, got pulled up for uh, pre-orders and they got their shipment this week for March. Now, 
everyone, well, not everyone else, but for people who pre-ordered after that kind of like little window, we're getting ours in in April. So they're starting to ship now. Um, so I should be getting mine in April, sometime this April. And, um, and then other people are going to get theirs later on in the month, like May, June. I've seen pre-orders go down to July. So um, it depends on how fast you pre-ordered. So, yeah. Wow, July is... It sucks to be those guys. <laughs> yeah, I want mine. I want mine now. Um, so I, man, there's so much. There's so much stuff that I can. There's a reason why it's that expensive right now. I, you know, of course, the the different lenses that it comes with for people who have, you know, um, uh, nearsighted or farsighted. The being able to separate where the the goggles, the little eye holes are. You know, because some people's eyes separated. At different lengths and stuff like that mm-hmm. just little things like that so yeah i'm i'm ready i'm ready to experience it hopefully um i'm gonna do a better review than a lot of people i've been seeing which kind of just like i, I just shake my head oh it's it's vr um um the, the, here's the specs uh here's the price uh go go i i think you should wait i don't i don't know if i like the, talk about it damn it how was the experience? Try to explain it. Like I know it's hard, but like no one, no one's talking about the the thing that they have. It's like a three minute videos, four minute videos of them just saying, "Oh wow, yeah, it's really cool." I, you know, I forget to eat. Like talk about the the damn experience. No one knows anything now. Like no no one has a good video out there yet. Well, I'm pretty sure someone does. I'm waiting for tested. But yeah, anyways, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I well, can talk about this all day. That's fine because that'll actually nicely fold into our first news topic, which uh, we will run into after taking a quick break. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast, where we are once again going to be talking about VR for quite a while. <clears throat> because uh, like we said earlier, the Oculus Rift review units have shipped. And I'm wondering, though, what category that also includes, which is why I was asking Matt how his pre-order works. Because is it backers who get it right now, too? So pre-orderers have to wait, but backers and reviewers get it now? Is that, um, is that, review? Uh, well, well, I, I think the backers... I think because I was thinking about this the other day as well. I don't I didn't actually look this up, um, but I think the backers got their orders already. Um, They're the first ones to get shipped out and then reviewers. But then it goes into a list of what the time that you pre-order. So um, and oh, yeah, I already explained this. Okay, I did talk about this off the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, it it it's it based on the how fast you refresh the page to click pre-order <laughs> to 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 pay your money. Well, you don't. It actually charges your account for people who don't know. It actually charges your account when they ship it, um, not beforehand. Oh, that's, that's terrible. I actually hate that. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, like? I thought I that was actually better. Well, that way you you might not be able to plan for the hit to your account. Uh, yeah, if if someone's gonna charge me for something, you want? I don't want it to be done. It, Especially if it's like whenever we ship it, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like, oh, oh we shipped Brent it after. Due to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ship, so here it is. Enjoy your VR. Like, no, I, I charged. I made sure I put it. It's in a separate account than my main account, so I just yeah, had the I money mean, sitting geez, there. You're so smart. You're so much smarter yeah. than the rest of us. And no, with I your mean like house and your car and your separate accounts. It's in your. I I do a I do a lot of money work. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've been like that since I was young. I, I'm a, a little, a little ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. Um, what, yeah. The, the official shipping date was March 28th. I'm going to assume that includes backers and that the first people hey, who pre-ordered. Just before rent. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So backers get it, reviewers got it a week before them, and the rest of uh well normal people aren't gonna be getting it until July, apparently. The obsessive pre-orderers like Matt over here get it next month. But until then, we do have a first round of reviews. And um I put out a bunch of quotes on our document here we're gonna go through, but the thing is I kind of prioritized these quotes based off of like of course what i was looking for in these reviews and that is the clarity of the image the pixel density the resolution which are the problems that i've always noticed when trying vr at demo stations and Mm -hmm. one thing i really want to make sure i get right when i go over to matt's house and try this out is that i actually take a minute to turn the knob, calibrate the the focal distance, and maybe change out the lenses if I need to, because I'm nearsighted. I have to wear glasses to see, mm-hmm. to drive, and if I'm in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm mostly okay, which I think means that if a monitor is pressed up against my eyes, I shouldn't need them at all. But I'm still wondering if uh, the the peculiarities of how your own vision is, how good your vision is, affects how good the experience is. So yeah, what yeah. happens is if you cannot see if you can see far away you will have no problems you can use the normal lens they it comes with three lenses if you if you're like me where you can you you can only see when things are really really close to your eye i have really bad eyes then you can try out the one of the two lenses that they have for for people who see uh very close but because the way the lenses work if you can see far away, you're fine with the lenses that are already in there Shit. because it's uh, it's it's I don't know. Like, I don't know it's how to weird. explain it. It's weird that seeing far away is what makes you compatible with the Oculus when it's really right. close to your face. Right. That's I don't know the science behind wacky. it. But I, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's going to be um, interesting to see how comfortable it is with my big old geeky glasses. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I think, oh, sorry, one of the reviews I picked out was by <laughs> a reviewer who was wearing glasses. I know, I was I was raising my <laughs> arm up to uh, start looking. I think it was IGN. Uh, until then, though, while I pull out this quote, I'm going to say that I, I originally played the Oculus at GDC 2013, and it was blurry as hell, and I wasn't convinced. I played the DK2 at GDC 2014, And it was super duper sharp and I loved it and became a believer. And then I played some more of it again at the YouTube cons at MAGFest over the next two years. And both times they were, I feel blurrier than the last one. And I really think it's just down to how they have the lenses adjusted per the demo station. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have also more mixed quotes from these reviewers here we go ben kuchera at polygon wears glasses he says while the headset feels fine over glasses once you get everything situated the act of putting it on and taking it off while wearing glasses remains a consistently awkward affair uh glasses often get stuck in the hardware when removing it get stuck on the bottom padding when putting it on it's possible to get everything working by making the entire enclosure very loose but the process is trickier than it needs to be takes practice Mm -hmm. um but he still 
more or less says it's kind of clear. He says he has next to none of the screen door effect, which is where you see the black border between every pixel, which other reviewers have described as looking at the virtual reality world through a screen door. Apparently, it's an effect that's not as noticeable when you're moving. But when you're staying still, you see a you can see a grid if you focus on it, Mm. which I did notice Again, a, a couple of times, weirdly, in and out, depending on which which demo and where I was. Uh, GameSpot says the lenses tend to blur images on the edges of the display, which at 1080p appears slightly low res. Um, IGN, on the other hand, says a slider switch on the underside of the headset allows you to adjust the distance between the eyepiece lenses. When it's set upright, the image is strikingly clear. Yeah. Uh, the the only complaint the IGN reviewer had is a white streaking effect that bright objects on black backgrounds have when you move the lens, which you can notice in a lot of TVs. My TV has that problem, so it's funny that the same issues with with display technology are inherent in these tiny little little VR monitors. Polygon then goes on to say he has next to none of the screen door effect. <laughs> oh so, my gosh and, uh, yeah it's really consistent um ars technica mentions a problem no one else mentions that is at far distances objects can descend into a muddy blurry mess at extremely short distances your eyes sometimes have to cross extremely hard to align the images as in the real world you may want to close one eye in these situations to get a better focus on themes like lettering up close so i'm really wondering like <laughs> Like, there's some science here. There is something affecting their experience that's changing depending on who it is experiencing the thing. And and I really hope that uh, it's not it's not an experience that's only locked away for, for people with really good eyesight because me and Matt are not that. Yeah, mm. I, I am not. So I, I will be hardcore when it comes down to comfortable with my glasses. I, I, I was watching one guy... Uh, I think it was by eGadget or whatever that In site gadgets. is called. Yeah. Yeah. That guy had glasses and he said he was, it, it fit fine, except when he tries to take it off, his glasses goes with it. And that was like mm-hmm. kind of the only problem. So mm-hmm. I saw that. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, I guess I'm going to have to test it both ways. Cause like I yeah. said, I, I rarely, I only need glasses when I'm driving or have to look at a screen from far away. And the idea of having a screen up close to me, that, that, I I just don't want to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I hope it's comfortable. I I will I will be hard on it because I'll be I, ooh ooh mm, mm. I want it to be good. I want it to be good. I don't want to spend six hundred dollars on plastic. <laughs> you you'll Wait. you'll at least get an Xbox One controller. Controller. Yeah, I know, right? I know. And I know. Two <laughs> games. I. Uh, yeah. As far as software goes, this is sections of the review I was kind of glossing over, but it seems like none of them are blown away by any of the games, which is something we were kind of predicting earlier. Uh, I, th- I think Kronos is what is generally agreed to be the star of the show of the Oculus launch lineup. But even then, I was reading complaints about how it's... um. Just just how the game design is built. You're looking it's, at a third person character from a yeah. fixed camera. Not exactly the ideal VR experience. Plus, you end up missing jumps in enemies because the camera is obscuring them. Right. I find that whole game weird and just a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And it's just the weirdest thing. But you, well, it you, looks like you got to you got to understand, could, like, a Matt, remember how Xbox 360 games looked when they first came out? You remember Perfect they Dark? They looked like 
regular Xbox. Oh, Perfect Dark was the standout though. That looked like a actual next gen game. Wait, it, it they the it basically the game, and then you see Gears of War and how good it yeah. looked. Yeah. All right. So a year and a half later. Yeah. It. it then you need time to develop good games with really cool cons. Can you imagine Kojima making a game for VR, dude? Like, and and I've been watching a lot of like trailers for games that are not out yet for VR uh, that have been in development ever since this came out, like ever since the dev kit. And there are some really, really interesting ideas out there. I wouldn't, I, this is just launch games. Like I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't expect to have like amazing titles that takes years to produce coming out right now, you know? And plus, you know, people need a, huh? The there killer app, the concept. Yeah, I know the, it needs a killer. I, I, I guess a lot of people are saying like, E Valkyrie and stuff like that. For me, it's going to be Elite Dangerous all the way. I just want to play that on VR. Um, I, oof. But oof, then again, oof. you have a lot of little text to look at, and apparently that can be an issue. Well, we'll we'll see when I when I get my my filthy hands on it. And I'll be like, Matt, are you free today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> spend the whole day just, just just playing, just playing <laughs> stuff. I I just hope that um, they don't just show one eye on the screen because I I would actually like to record it properly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like a lot of people have been only getting like one eye Ooh. on your monitor while you're in VR, so you can't record it and show it off properly. That's another fun concept. When you're reviewing a game made for VR, do you use the double eye fisheye no, technique no. on the video or do you flat, want to flatten it out? Yeah, d- definitely. There, there's always a flat image on the screen from what I see in a lot of people who are playing. But sometimes they only show uh, a kind of like a, a rectangle shape, um, but obviously flip the other way um, j- because that's the way horizontally just like how the eye is how they have the eye so i i don't i hope they have it in widescreen i just hope they have it in widescreen i know chronos has it in widescreen but i don't know if all the other games are having a you know a nice little window for you to record from uh, so you can actually you know review stuff but yeah so you can change it per game yeah i i maybe you could change the window in the game but yeah i mean at least in playstation vr there's a little box that you hook up to that actually shows the screen um on your tv so it's rendering twice which is which will be quite interesting some people say that they're actually going to use that second string uh screen for actual stuff that you can do with the game but i don't know it, it may just be a double image so people around you can actually watch it because it's gonna be weird like playing a game and showing your friend but you know you can't really you can't really show them (laughs) so i think that's a little bit weird that they you know no one's talking about that i guess that's only from a content creator a view of a content creator yeah yeah. normal people don't gotta worry about it yeah yeah um next up uh very like pleasant mild topics this week fallout 4 is getting a survival mode hmm uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy, well, okay, the fine. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't really care until I read about this, and it actually kind of made me a little salty that this isn't something that released with with the game. But it's yeah. actually kind of a step up from New Vegas's hardcore mode. So you can only save when you sleep in a bed. Mm. Do we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Thank you, Matt. Um, there is no fast travel. You 
have to there's a fast travel system inside the game that's not connected to your pit boy map screen and that is when you level up your certain factions you can uh either take the teleporter from the institute or the vertebird from the brotherhood or the vertebird from other factions that have it later in their storylines than the brotherhood and now you have to use that to get around rather than teleporting from the menu what do we anyone i I mean yeah i mean yeah i I just i in my head when i hear like really cool stuff like this i just i just think about the game and how the story was garbage (laughs) yeah well not garbage but but, you don't play bethesda games for the main quest storyline i i guess i'm the weird guy i'm the weird guy who actually wanted some story stuff and it kind of disappointed me if that was true i mm, people don't play it for the main story yes i agree with that however the main story existing uh just puts this major if if i can do the a major say, say the dirty words ludo narrative dissonance <laughs> uh, amazing um, to people who don't know what that term means it's essentially when the gameplay does not sensibly go with the story so like for example, in Fallout 4, where you are searching for your child, and it's uh, oh no, it's so time sensitive and it's so distressful, it's, it gets and then you just in front of your face in the yeah, very beginning. It's essentially, is the span of of getting to that point is like thirty minutes, and then you can go out and like you know marry and fuck whoever you want in the wasteland and become and a, a cold hard killer. Started when you were just like a normal ass guy a few seconds ago. That's completely little narrative distance because it gives you no actual real reason aside from the fact that your kid is missing. But nobody cares, and that's not the first thing that you do. Like you go help a bunch of random Minutemen or something, yeah. and get, like that is constantly nagging you as a thing that is like you don't care about but the game wants you to care about but it doesn't also put any stakes that make you care about it so that's that's what i have to say about the main series okay i i'm really i feel bad that i don't like fallout 4 but i that's not a game that i look back on fondly maybe after modding it up and installing hardcore mode you'd also be able to enjoy uh increased lethality of combat which I think makes sense because they have a really good set of animations. No, the needs your help. Oh. <laughs> no, there's like it has to already be like three different mods that turn that off. Within the first week, there was a mod that changed the dialogue wheel back to a list. My my philosophy is if I have to mod the game to make it fun, then it's not a good game. But my philosophy is, oh, I modded the game to make a fun game, and I want to play a fun game. Right, but... So I'll just play the modded game and have fun with that. But that's that shouldn't be... It's like, shouldn't have been What's-His-Face's responsibility to fix Dark Souls for everybody. I don't know, man. I don't really like Fallout yeah. 4. That's all uh, I gotta say about survival this. Survival mode, they turn the threats off of the compass, which is something, if you're a decent human being, you should have been able to do in the I and I earlier when playing because when you have enemies as a little blip on your compass then you're all of a sudden you're an omnipresent god person who knows when you're about to get ambushed and it makes uh combat feel a lot more organic without it i've always liked it i i don't really see what having what being a decent human being has to do with anything about (laughs) turning off compass markers for enemies in your command console although all, all the regular 
guys out there who 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 has never modded, never gone inside their installation fi- um, folder, are just like, oh, I'm I'm a you're I'm not you're a subhumans. I'm being. sorry. You, you yeah. don't yeah. even need to. Mo- you just open up an I and I and and change like one number. <laughs> Some people don't even know what that sudden, is. They don't yeah. know that's oh a God. file that you could just open up in in Notepad and you know what, just what put a, what false a on. Bunch of degenerates they are then. <laughs> um so oh but it's like kind of neat they're trying there's there's an adrenaline system to combat you get a damage boost every time you get five kills until you go to sleep and save the game again so they're like heightening risk and reward that that they implemented a disease ecosystem that's that's susceptible to the player's um immunity score which folds into your wellness exhaustion hunger and thirst or values you keep track of to keep your character alive and immune from diseases I just I, I kind of want to load it up and see if it's uh, any better than the first time. Now I, I, I will admit, because about a year after launch will be the time that it'll be prime to see how Fallout Four is aged. Probably like every other Bethesda game, I will assume, which is like cheese in the sun. <laughs> oh my god! You really need to get into modding because. Some Bethesda games a year later after launch after significant mods turn into <laughs> the greatest things ever. Uh, uh, I, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. I, go, go ahead. So, yeah. so, but I, I want to dwell on it because I want to give it a chance. All right, give it a chance. Let it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, it sounded like Matt had, had one, one last comment about I, I will go to Witcher, Fallout. back to Witcher 3. Before I go back to, to Fallout 4, I think. Yeah, but Witcher yeah. 3 was just also a better game to start with. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, I know. So like, as far as going back to a game advantage. large game like that, well, I, I guess I guess Fallout 4 is not necessarily a large game. Um, not many quests oh. in there. But, yeah, I would probably go back to The Witcher before I, you know, waste time in Fallout, yeah? You know it was large in Fallout? The ocean that had nothing in it. Oh! Did you get a little salty when you found an incomplete underwater combat model? <laughs> they, they, if by incomplete you mean non-existent, no, no, I there there is a little like unfinished harpoon model in the game's files that uh, oh, you can play. I with. thought you meant like combat system. Well, my which attack would... you in the water, don't they? Yeah, to which you can't do anything unless they finish the harpoon gun. And harpoon thus... gun is a is not an underwater weapon. Harpoon gun was just a gun. Okay. And you were meant to get it from the the ship, where you get the cannon. I'm I'm okay with the cannon, but uh, underwater. I'm okay with the cannon as well. For... You know, I'm not okay with the rest of Fallout Four. Some, Let's some, move on. Some under... Okay. <laughs> Finally, last but not least, we have this story about a game called Watch Paint Dry. Have you guys heard about this? Are you serious? No. Yeah. No. It was a actually pretty big story for a little while because people love. Is this to, uh, uh... is this the sequel to Watch Dogs? <laughs> oh. You didn't even watch dogs and watch dogs. At least in watch paint dry, you watch paint dry. Yeah. Um, it's truth in advertising. This was a really popular story because people love to pick <laughs> on Steam for having no quality control. A hacker figured out how to just submit literally any game and manipulate the code on their online forms to input values that let whatever game he wanted in instantly with the company being none the wiser thus he released watch paint dry aiming for it to come out on april 1st but because he was so good at releasing games on steam he accidentally had it come out a week earlier Mm. so he went ahead and released this story early 
So he had access to the Seamworks developers program. He did not explain how he did that, but he did explain the values he inputted into their HTML forms for submitting joke cards for the Steam trading card systems that he quickly was able to turn into real Steam trading cards. Mm-hmm. And also the 45-second paint-drying simulation that he made an RPG maker <laughs> for this thing and also explained what he inputted that more or less allowed their forms to let any user set their games as released rather than ready for review. Why is it cool. sp- in sports games? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're looking it up. Yeah, is it still live? Games. No, no. I'm like, at the picture, the picture that you have, the link that you have on the dock is oh. all games, sports games. Watch paint <laughs> yeah. dry. What the it hell? Is, um, oh, okay. They did take it down. It, the Google link is still up though, but when you click it, it just takes you to the Steam homepage. But yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> sports game. Amazing. Yes, lad, it's the paint drying game. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going. The description <laughs> of the game was Space Jam. Great. Okay, this is great. This is great. While we're here, I'm going to see if Google has a cached. Yes, Google has a cached page of what this looks like. There's a trailer. User reviews were positive. 100% of the 11 user reviews were totally positive. Was mm-hmm. it free or did it have a cost? Uh... Oh, it looks like the cached Google page didn't have a buy link. I'm really wondering if he actually charged money for this. Oh, wow. A popular user tag was psychological horror. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah. This is good stuff. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think, are we on time right now? Quick, someone time. extend it a bit. Well, that's just because I didn't include the big bombastic news stories this week, like the Final Fantasy and the oh, we Blizzard butt gate. But but I don't that's not really news. give a shit. Yeah, that's not worth talking about. I didn't even hear about it, so I don't, I don't really Good. care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until uh, then, yeah. non-story. Until then, we we will live our lives. I'm gonna go play the Final Fantasy demo. Yeah, okay. me too. I'm not going to because I don't own a console. Oh well, you could go over to the friend's house and do it. Yeah, it's like I fun. live like an hour from everybody. Oh, it's, it's worth it, dude. It's go there for an hour just to play a game for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the demo is an hour long. That would yeah, be yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's free. Uh, can't, so yeah. can't complain. You know, free Until like uh, Metal Gear uh, Ground Zeroes, right? That was free too, right? No. Yeah. Anyways, that was um, forty to buck. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, we want. We want to do the checkout. Check yeah. out our groceries. Yeah, we could check out. Um, what you got in there? You got some sausages. I'm. Some, I'm going to uh, be publishing my S and K video tomorrow. It's thirty minutes long. People on the podcast will already know about, it, so I can spoil. I've been hinting at it forever, but mm. I couldn't. Literally, couldn't render it in time for the like golden window of when you're supposed to put out. Um youtube videos to get them in everyone's subscription feed and news aggregators so tomorrow right. morning that is going up it's 30 minutes long it was a lot of fun to go through these games it was a blast and i'm interested to see how the hardcore fans tear me apart over only playing them for 30 minutes each oh my uh, gosh as far as everybody that, listening to oh the podcast gosh. is concerned that's today yeah 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 that's today. well guys um i i continued my journey for metal gear solid um, I'm at part two, gonna do part three, and you should see that on my channel. 
Um, yeah, YouTube.com slash Matt Visual. Visual. Yep. <laughs> nice. Thank you for one. correcting me. <laughs> great, great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's always um, fun to watch, or uh, not fun. It's always actually a really enlightening experience. Um, really enlightening and interesting experience watching a review of Metal Gear Solid 2 that is not just standard issue game review and actually gets into the themes of the thing. Yeah. And yeah. It just no, kind really of happened after solid. It, it just, it just kind of happened after solid. Like I just went at it. It's, it's kind of what, cause what you told me at MAGFest, you're like, I want to hear what you have to say about it. So I was just like, fine. And I made yeah. a 17 minute review on this, on the first one. And I just talk about it. Like literally just talk about it. And it seems people are okay. I, I was kind of scared that people who didn't play it will be alienated, but it seemed to do okay. Well, it's yeah. also just Old? super smooth vibes. Oh no, I was talking about Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. which still looks good. Another thing I, I yeah. enjoyed seeing in this footage is how goddamn good this game still looks. Yeah, it mm. does look pretty good. It does look uh, pretty good. Jimmy, what you got? Yeah. Uh, I'm making a video. Might be out sometime. You know, you don't want to say what it is? No. Is is okay. is, is, it, is it about pirates? Nope. Is no. it about level design? I'm not going to say what it is. It is it about watching paint dry? Thanks for watching, everybody. Tell your mom about us. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs>